Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Tell you what, if you're dating Eric, you do not want him to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot can change. A lot can change. <laughs> you imagine like you're dating Eric. It's like, I love you, sweetie. It's like, well, we'll see you in the morning. Yeah. You know? Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, the penultimate Paradise Edition. Thank goodness. Yeah. This week, Eric moved on from the cheese, finally. Colton and Tia broke up, finally. <laughs> and we had a witch hunt, which is actually a good metaphor for this show as a whole. Yeah. Plus, we found out our new bachelor will be Colton. Yay. So, yeah. <laughs> bachelor Nation does not seem thrilled by this choice. We're not sure where we fall on it. But we're joined to talk through our feelings about all of these developments by the pioneer of springboarding from Paradise to Bachelor, our old friend, Nick Vile. Nick, thanks so much for being here. It's been a while. It's good to see you, ladies. Yeah, yeah. it feels good to just have you back in the fold. Yeah. You were yeah. like our original exciting guest. So, you know, wow. years yeah. later, we are still excited to have you on. Yes. Yeah, things <laughs> haven't changed. So let's start by talking about, oh, oh God. God, save the air <laughs> stuff. We have to talk about Colton. Um, you are here in New York for Colton's surprise-ish bachelor announcement. Yes. Or announcement. Uh, how do you feel about his selection? I feel fine with it. I mean, I'm not as passionate about the choice as Bachelor Nation is. I think they had three good options. I mean, I personally don't care who they pick, so it doesn't really matter to me, so I don't have a strong opinion. Uh, objectively, I I suppose I was a bit surprised by the choice. Um, of the three, you know, candidates, Colton, Jason, and, and Blake, Colton's the only one I've gotten to know personally. Um, I like him. I think he, from everything I can tell and everything I've heard, he's a very genuine, nice guy. Um, I think he'll do well. I think he's very charismatic. I think he will. I mean, I'll say this much. I think he people seem to be as disappointed as they were about the Ari decision. I think Ari lived up to the disappointment. I think Colton will, um, it, you know, exceed expectations. exceed expectations. I don't think people are necessarily disappointed in, in, in terms of it that they don't like Colton. The show just didn't necessarily do him any favors in terms of. Uh, 
um, not that I like edit because that's what happened, but you know, par- him being on Paradise didn't do him any, any favors. Unlike myself, and the reason I got to be the Bachelor was specifically what happened on Paradise. Um, certainly, that wasn't the case with Colton. I mean, yeah. he just. Um, I mean, did it seem like they had him like pretty clearly in mind before Paradise, and they were just like, he did well enough, it's fine. I, that wouldn't be my guess. I have no inside information in <laughs> in terms of how they selected it. Oh, all I will say what is, <laughs> all I say is, you know, people always have these conspiracy theories. They think these, the producers have this like long game plan. What the show is always excellent at doing is adapting, and and making decisions and living in the moment and just dealing with what's in front of them in that moment. And what was in front of them during Becca's season is that Colton and Tia had met, and so why not bring Tia on to deal with that potential drama and see if anything happens. Um, and then Paradise, a natural kind of springboard uh, into that. So they asked Colton and they asked Tia. It sounds like they both said yes to being on the show. Um, you know, the thought is if if Colton was their clear-cut number one choice after Becca season, my guess is they wouldn't have necessarily asked him to Paradise, but he was just one of their choices. And again, it, they just, my guess is, again, we're dealing with what the, the now is. And the now at that time was paradise. So they just deal with that kind of thing. And I think that's more how what happens rather than this kind of laid out story arc. Because the story arc for Colton did not necessarily lend him to be The Bachelor. Right. right? Though I he mean, also didn't exhibit any terrible behavior. Uh, he's, which a, he's a good guy. I mean, is, he's very... <laughs> He's obviously very brand conscious and he's very like, um, but that's not necessarily his fault. But like objectively, the criticism for Colton is he's incredibly, he's young. Yeah. He's, yes. He's not incredibly young. He's just young with even by his own. I can't own, believe he's that young. By his own admission, incredibly inexperienced when it comes to dating. I'm not just talking about the fact that he's a virgin, but he just hasn't dated that much. And so, and it doesn't, I didn't get the impression that his virginity or his lack of dating has anything to do with, like, say, his faith or religion, which would be fine. But usually people who are virgins for, say, religious purposes have no problem promoting that. Right. Um, it just seems to be an inexperienced thing. So the question yeah. objectively is, is this guy really ready to settle down? Um, that is, that, that I think is that's the, the ultimate question. Yeah, is, that is you the know. question. I think the producers are salivating at the thought of having – fantasy suites with a, a virgin. virgin bachelor who isn't going to say like look we're not going to go into the fantasy suite because of my faith what's he going to say instead is he going to be like i don't feel ready to do that is he going to be like this is my time like well, for, what's how's he going to handle that i think they're really excited for I that i don't know about I, I don't know i don't think you make an entire season based off of one episode on the no that's suite. true one but i'm help. sure it seemed um, like a bonus like they've already made I so much it, hay out of it well listen they they always they they stick to a, a, a singular storyline, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, will he finally find love? Well, Colton, you know. Right. Um, Why I, does I, he yeah, keep coming back on? I don't see the. <laughs> I don't see because well, they keep asking. <laughs> um, also, Ben's done more than me. Like <laughs> yeah. at this point in Bachelor there's Nation, there's no need to be defensive. You're among plenty friends. Plenty of people have done it as much. You're right. You're um, right. Don't worry. We're not judging you. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so I I just don't see. I don't think they'll make a. Also, the fantasy suite isn't like it's, it's not just about having sex. 
Um, yes. Right. At this point, we've we've heard from enough people to know that like there are a variety of reasons that sex might happen or might not happen, and that the that time is Just used like for a lot in of conversations. Life in general. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you go on a date and you don't sleep yeah. with the person, even if you Sometimes share you go some alone in there time deciding, with them. I'm not going <laughs> to sleep with these people because I want this to work. You know. Right. Yeah. I have been watching Are You the One, and they seem to be having a lot of sex. And I was like, What's wow. Uh, it's an MTV, MTV dating, dating show. show. Gotcha. Um, and they're just, yeah. they're always going to the boom, boom room. Well, so, Claire, what are your feelings about Colton? Because I keep waffling. He, I feel like he wouldn't have necessarily been my first choice, but I'm not. Who would, would have been your first choice? Uh, no one. I don't Let's know. Burn it all yeah, burn it all <laughs> to the ground. I, mean, I would have I, picked Blake. I mean, I yeah, probably Blake. Blake. I think Blake. Um, but I'm not only because I really was really like. Yeah, he I, was very compelling. I think he, he would have comp- had a lot of fan energy behind him because people felt really sorry for what he went through. Well, the show was about finding love. He's he ready. He came to find across love. as very ready, very ready, wanting to find love. And he's had serious relationships before. He's gone through. Heartbreak yeah. before yeah. he would have um, been very open emotionally, is, which it's is fun believable to watch. in that sense. Yes, I yeah. mean a I, little older, which I I tend to prefer the bachelors being closer yeah. to thirty. Yeah, I um, think the women will like Colton. I think he'll be charismatic. He's well spoken. It's just hard to know if he's really right. ready. But in terms of good television, I'm mostly relieved that they picked someone who can articulate himself well because we Colton really would... did not have that with Ari, and I think yeah. we have seen that from Colton. I just remember on Becca's season, a lot of Colton's. St- statement seeming very um, rehearsed rehearsed that's true extremely rehearsed not believable he came off much paradise better in that better. regard on paradise but i'm i'm wondering if the the setting of It'll being be bachelor is gonna it's be hard to be the bachelor yeah it's it's tough and he he is a little rehearsed i mean yeah. he is i've told him that you know <laughs> <laughs> we know that you you're willing yeah, to be you brutally have, honest did you have a nice one a little one-on-one with him you give him some advice not really at this point <laughs> But, but you chatted. That. You chatted yeah. the GMA. Um, I'm, you know, I'm saving that for the actual. I don't. I don't I have, at this point, no plans. They're going to probably just bring Sean Lowe back since he's the only one who's made it work. <laughs> um, yeah, listen. He, but because because it, but he's he's young though, and he is, you know, brand conscious. Not that you know. I guess in a sense, I am too. I'm a little. My brand is a little more direct, but um, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I think that. I think the the. He might at times come across rehearsed, um, and we'll see. But yeah. I don't think it's—I I think Bachelor Nation's a, overacting a little bit. I, I think, think he's people as, will get over it. I think people he's, I think he's as—objectively, I think he's as good of a choice as Jason or Blake would have been. Had Colton not gone on Paradise, I think the reactions would be far different. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be— I actually think I'm more on board with yeah, him post-Paradise. Maybe I, you guys, but I think generally speaking, I think people, people are, are just like what more more yes, Colton. That's right. true. That's I don't true. think the Tia relationship but helped him out. They're gonna have a nice long three month break before they see Colton again, and I think we all need that. We, we all really need, to take need a step that. Back, we really, really need and that. And then we'll be ready to yeah, reconnect I think be with fine. him. I mean, yeah, I can't honestly remember the last time that Bachelor Nation was really excited, excited about a new Bachelor, except for Nick, obviously, which everyone was really excited about. No I mean, this podcast was very excited. We were very excited. Yeah. I mean, I was—I will say—I I was pleasantly surprised at the time. I was nervous, um, <laughs> but you know, I, you know, at that time, I was, um, I was 
on Paradise, and to, even to my surprise, I went from being this polarizing character to, like, I could do no wrong. I remember when they asked me, I was like, isn't there something you said about quitting while you're ahead? <laughs> and so I was a little nervous about the announcement. There were certainly plenty of Luke faithfuls out there. But oh, they, I was, they don't look great right I now. I was pretty, I was pleasantly surprised just how supportive Bachelor Nation seemed to be. Minus, there was like a Luke Pell petition by the, the Luke Pell faithful, but it seemed well, to be. Well, well unfortunately for them, he's still it out there to, to date yeah. all of them. Fairly positive. Um, listen, you're always, yeah. that's the thing, it's Bachelor Nation. Even as much as people were excited about Ben, I mean, you have your you had your Ben critics. I'm like, oh, it's going to be boring. Like, you can't. Yeah. Just, no, there's are, always yeah. people who are going to complain, and most of those people are going to watch. So yeah, we probably just have to wait and see what happens. And in the meantime, we need to talk about this extremely long five hours of television that we watched. Yeah, that was week. really sprung on me. I had no idea it that upsetting. it was going to be a five-hour week. It was week. cruel. I wanted to relax at the end of the long weekend and like maybe yeah. go to bed at a reasonable hour. No. It was like no. 9.50 and I was like ready to be done. Like, like one have more a little hour, ice Claire. cream, they, watch a sitcom. They definitely seemed like they just kind of like showed some raw footage. Like, we're not going to edit this. We'll just show the whole thing. Uh, the editing has been atrocious this season. You think so? I, it's been I wild. Like it's been a good There's season. been just a lot of... What's your definition of, of atrocious? Like, just atrocious. very atrocious. openly manipulated. Like, yeah. like, it's very... I don't want to notice that much. Oh. Obvious sometimes notice. to be like, oh, they're back in an outfit from yesterday, but if this is being presented as a conversation happening today. Or when, like, Leo magically jumped backwards and then threw water at Joe. More like maybe maybe he was actually pushed, pushed. by Joe. Yeah, that the editing Jor- around that fight was Ugh. extremely shady. Like I was like, <laughs> I can tell you don't want it to seem Joe like grocery store Joe is an angel anyone. who will now be on Dancing with the Stars. But, apparently. but the thing is, I, I don't think Bachelor Nation would have minded seeing Joe push Leo. No, but we would have had to talk shit about it on this podcast. <laughs> so they were and I think they us. keep us very closely in mind when they're editing. Oh, yeah, yeah we're the primary <laughs> audience. Okay, so let's start by talking about I think. Uh, Nick has a lot of material prepared for this. We have to talk about Eric, Angela, and Cassandra. Oh, the, the, the conversation between Angela and Cassandra, that was stimulating. I mean, so we started this episode with Angela, like, crying because Eric is on a date with Cassandra. Um, Which, at that point, I didn't even realize that Eric and Angela were even that much of an item. Well, they'd been faded into the background the way that you do when you're like a couple that is established. But also, who knows? It could but just be like Chelsea they went on and a David. Date and then right, but like no one gets a date. Like Kevin and Astrid just went on their first date, right? But the dates I mean, are fairly meaningless in in Paradise. Well, exactly. So it like the point is from... that they had been hanging out. They right. go on the date. He's like, I'm all in. Are you all in? She's like, yes, I'm all in. They're going to explore this relationship. They've been hanging out pretty exclusively for a few. Days. Hours. Yeah. But like in the context of the show, he did say he wasn't going to see other people. And then he woke up in the morning and felt differently, felt but differently. didn't tell her. Yeah. Um, until another hot woman asked him on a date. And then suddenly it he remembered that he felt very differently that morning. <sighs> um, Which I'm not in the business of defending Eric. It doesn't necessarily make him a liar. Because, it, yes, and the, and that with that argument. He's almost change. definitely lying. I mean, in the context of like, 
I guess when two people get married and they take their vows and say to death do you part, or you when you're a 22 year old who's like I love you and I'll never love anyone else, and then you break up with them six months later. No, I guess you're I a liar. No, but I think it's like if if you're a 22 year old and you say you I love you, yeah. I'm not gonna ever like stop loving you, and then the next morning you're like I don't know, Brittany asked me out, and I'm realizing <laughs> that when I said last night that I loved you, it was. Um, I felt differently then. Like it's it like, makes you a lot of things. I don't know if lying is the accurate. I think he's lying. I think he was lying. But like, I don't know that like he, saying, he was taking like, a gamble I, that he could say this and uh, it wouldn't and it would be it wouldn't come back well, to 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 be an issue because he was like I probably am not going to meet anyone that I'm going to want to leave her for, so I might as well just tell her I'm committed and reap the benefits of that. And it later becomes kind of clear that he wants her. To it's show that she's moral in with him, which I know is like similar, but he was kind of dishonest about his. Well, I think we can agree intention. that he was being dishonest. Anyways, and like, I think he lacks communication skills, um, which is in interesting because way. I don't think Eric would ever think that about the himself. excuses that we make for people, and th- yeah, I think that's a generous interpretation that he has bad communication skills. He expresses to, <laughs> to her he can that he's committed. That. He can communicate that it's miracle season. Because he, he can't communicate the next morning he has that to he's speak changed his, his truth. Mind. Oh my god! I gotta, I gotta speak my truth. He has said it, miracle season so many times. Keep it one hundred. Um, um, that's all I can do is speak my truth, people. That's all I can do. I'm just a man. You know? I mean, did you guys feel like what he was bothered by was that he and Angela were not getting physical enough yet? Because he was saying things to her like, you I say you're all in, but I don't feel it from you. It was You want to take things slow, and I don't want to take things slow. Maybe. It, I don't know. I don't know. I was getting some weird... So this was I, one of those relationships that I feel like I I hear she's a god fearing woman. So maybe there's oh so maybe there's there was a lack of intimacy I, because I mean, of I, that. I, I don't didn't know. Think that, but Eric I don't believes wanna... in miracles. Is he not a god fearing man? I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> Nick, bring us the. I think the biggest problem with this relationship is that it felt like there were a lot of things missing. We haven't hadn't seen a lot of them, mm-hmm. so it seemed like they were this established couple, and yet. He did Nick's right. say we that seen, they were an established couple. We have couple. not seen that much evidence of of wh- how this relationship developed and where it was going. I found Eric. Is, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of both. I don't. They're probably Eric's probably right in the sense that there probably wasn't much of a relationship there. He he probably overspoke in terms of his commitment to Angela, which was more about securing his position and sticking around for paradise, right. only to have Cassandra stick. Angela subsequently, I think, made a much bigger deal about her heartbreak of Eric, mostly a combination of her ego being bruised because another girl came in and the fact that now she is at risk of going home. I mean, there's just a lot of... And know. that is the thing with Paradise is that it's hard to for us as the audience to tell often what is upset over emotions being toyed with and what is upset over an insecurity of another week. I think it is also a really weird thing that you're supposed to form good relationships here because you spend the whole time trying to figure out if people actually like you or if they just want you to like them (laughs) for three three days. I think that's a new thing in Paradise. I I didn't really get that feeling as much on the season of Paradise that I was on and um, I didn't get the sense of that as much on the season before, 
Well, um, I think the, I think the longer it's, the whole, it's gone on and people have gotten married from the show, people are desperate to be like, if I stay one more play, rose ceremony, no, I'm going to meet the, there, the no, person. I think it's more. Or if I stay one more rose ceremony, I'll get more, more Instagram, Instagram followers. Yeah, it's like there's the playbook now. I think people are trying. I've heard like there people are trying to play the roles that have been played on previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're trying to I, um, I, they're absolutely trying to replicate the success of some of the previous cast members. And it comes across as very disingenuous at times. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think Jordan's a showman. At the same time, I absolutely believe that Jordan is very much into. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That um, is not a question. OK, so let's keep going through. Do we have anything else to say about? Well, we have to know. Well, I mean, first of all, I grouped this. So right. a lot just, of stuff happens right. between them this so episode. So we need to, to focus More on about that. Eric. I just want to point out that you guys really liked Eric on <laughs> Nick yes, has been giving us shit about he, this. He's been giving us shit. And he look, was this so is... great. How could he not be the next Bachelor? Okay. I don't we really think have... I wanted him to be the next yes. Bachelor. No, no, oh, we my didn't. God. Let's go back and read your tweets <laughs> and just how it's time for the first. Oh, no. Well, it was is, it time was, for the first. It was and continues that to be time. That, but, but that, that doesn't, doesn't mean you just make Eric. No, be... I agree. I don't think I felt particularly no, strong about Eric. I think, I think Eric. by the end, uh, I didn't think Eric was the right pick. Just. For, for a variety of reasons, but often but if you're going you to too the many entire season lines. of platitudes and well, exactly. And, I know. I think we've seen enough miracle season, but and him speaking his truth. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on the date with Cassandra. They they're at some sort of cowboy fiesta, and he is telling her how important honesty and consistency is to him. And she's like, same. Great. Sounds great. Totally. Right. I've always wanted a guy to say this to me. He's like, she's like, did you have a connection with Angela? And he's like, well, she wants to take things slow. And so I wasn't getting what I needed from her. Um, Didn't he like say like they're his friends? Basically. Yes. Which is very odd and inaccurate. That's a lie. Yeah. That is a lie. Um, He's like, I don't believe in leading people on. (laughs) Great. So he's really setting himself up. So that when Cassandra hears about what happens, she's going to be unimpressed. The thing about Eric is he's not him specifically. I've only met him once. He was fine. But he's, from what I can tell, the little bit I met about him, heard about him and seen him on the show, he's one of my least favorite kinds of people in the sense that the scary thing about Eric, you know, there's other people I'll put in this category, but he believes what he says. Mm. Like when I believe that when when he's talking to Cassandra, he in no way thinks he's lying. Right. Yeah. He thinks he's being incredibly upfront and genuine. And I think perhaps in his mind, honesty is really important. I, and yeah. yeah you and have it's to very important examine... when other people are honest well, exactly. to him. Exactly. Yeah. But he likes say saying things that sound nice and doesn't actually think about what he's saying. And I think that's just a scary person to be around. Yeah. No, that's what's unsettling is it doesn't seem like he's intentionally lying. I don't think it he's a malicious seems, person. It just seems like you can't count on anything he's saying because he'll yeah. believe whatever is convenient for him. As long as it sounds moment. nice and like, right. you know, Although, quotable, like somebody can put on a t-shirt. He's it down. is amazing how defensive he is every, anytime he talks to Angela after this point that he'll, she'll be like, I had a tough day while you were on your date. And he's like, look, I woke up with question marks. It was a different day. And you can't question that. Like, Basically, like, this is what happened. I mean, kind of true. There's a lot of guys who immediately get defensive this season when presented with yes. an oh, obstacle, yeah. which is definitely a huge red flag. And there's yeah. a lot of gaslighting this season. Which yeah. is what? It's gaslighting. It's when you try to um, make people 
uh, think that they're crazy so that they can't trust their read of a situation. For example, if sure. Chris is like, oh, Tia, I never said to you that I wasn't going to pursue other women when he did, and that's on videotape. He's trying to make her doubt her perception of that relationship sure. so that he can kind of right. get away with pulling. You know, there's a least... lot of male insecurity this season. Yes, big time. Isn't there always on this huh. show? No, this, no, I, this, this no, season, this season is, really is particular. Bad. You're, I, no, you're I mean, right. Maybe... I thought, for example, <laughs> on the season I was on, Evan, everything was perfect. No, but like I don't, you don't, I don't great. think you got that with Evan. That Even, is very like, true. For example, I Daniel, as weird as he was, I wouldn't say he wasn't insecure. He just thought all the women over twenty five were dried fruit. I'm just saying he's an interesting, weird guy, but it it doesn't make him like overly. He actually articulated himself really well. There were moments when Daniel uh, were called out by the women, and he opened up being vulnerable and saying, "I just don't think people understand me. I kind of feel mis." Represented to admit that on national television mm-hmm. to a woman you feel insecure with, I'd say is incredibly confident. And the opposite of some of the uh, actions you're seeing, we're this seeing season a rash getting, of yeah. defensiveness and a yeah. rash of gut- gaslighting as as a yeah. product of that defensiveness. And this is the thing that the one thing that really really bothered me between Eric and Angela was when he kind of tried to twist it and say. Wait, all in is a relationship? Yeah. And How also, could you think that? And also sort of blame her for not being for despite she the fact that she said she was all in, that she wasn't actually all in because he didn't yeah. get enough of being all in from her. He just got back from a date with another woman and he's like, When are you going to be all in like I'm all in? Which is, which is bizarre. Which because is not the, bizarre only, the, the the reason he went out with Cassandra is because he thought she was hotter. That's it. Yeah, I mean, basically. Also, just say, I'm more I, was attracted, to I was attracted to Cassandra, and I wanted to see yeah. where things went. And, That's okay. And yeah. That's what this environment is. I misspoke. Is. I probably led you on a little bit more. Yes. I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to, but I am sorry for that, and it yeah. was wrong of me to I do that. I was surprised by That's my feelings. Right. I'm sorry that, that it led to, to this situation. That diffuses it. If you're just honest about this stuff, like that is the game in paradise. People switch partners. People date people and then date other people. We're actually all everyone who is watching the show and going on the show is buying into those bounds. So the problem comes when you are unable or unwilling to communicate about it, honestly. Yeah. Um, And it's amazing, by the way, what happens by the next night when Eric uh, considers this. But um, at this point, Angela pulls Cassandra aside and tells her everything that happened. And Cassandra is like, That was a great conversation. I loved this conversation. (laughs) Really? Wow. <laughs> Her wow. face during his, like, everything he said was incredible. Really? <laughs> so Cassandra wow. goes and sits down with Eric and She's is like, like yeah. this 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 is fucked up that you did that. And he tries to pull the same like gaslighting on her. It does not work. She makes the most amazing reaction faces. And yet he gives her a rose and Cassandra... I know so she yes. was like it's basically over. I'm not interested anymore. And then the ne- the new day comes. She wants the rose. But what's and... more important is I I don't want to go home. Yeah, I mean, obviously. isn't that always what's more important to most people on this show? <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, it's amazing that he gave he had two women. I guess who were no longer that interested in him. She literally said to him, "What we have feels tarnished and icky." She said um, this. Yes. Yeah. And icky. Then, yeah. It's a strong word. He, I guess he didn't have anyone to give the rose to who didn't feel icky about him. So he was like, I guess the new one seems <laughs> she better. she said yes. And she said yes. Yeah. So. Missed opportunity for Cassandra. 
She Think still came it. off pretty well, though, in this conversation. I Yeah, but she could have been a real hero. She came off she okay, could have. but she will be no more memorable by sticking around Paradise for one more episode. But she could have been a little bit more memorable by being like, nah, yeah. I'm good. I would have thrown her a follow on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity, Cassandra. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next if you, season, if you take come in, If you come in towards the end, you have to really make an impression. Yeah. So Bleeding the fact, out your time is not one of them. The fact that Eric uh, dumped Angela very abruptly makes all of the other established couples uh, start to freak out. Um, oh, boy, if they... I, love the, I always love that in Paradise when it happens. If they don't make it... How could who we? Can, yeah. Who can? Like Tia, <laughs> They've like been the dating Tia, for five days. Tia and Colton, which, to my understanding... They never actually really dated for more than a day. They were boyfriend girlfriend for like <laughs> they two said days. it. They I said mean, it. Chia and that makes was it convinced real. that they were a thing. I, I mean, that was the crazy thing is that she was the least freaked out at, by by Eric's pulling this move. She was like, "I trust Tia? Colton." Yeah, yeah, she was like, "Colton was already gone by then." No, Eric. When Eric. Uh, Tells Angela he's going to go on the date with Cassandra. They're all back at the house freaking out during this date. And Tia's like, this is why it's so important to be honest. Eric lied to to Angela. Colton would never lie to me. Well, that's—I mean, the thing—again, I'm not a a, a Colton apologist here, but— He didn't lie. Colton was easily one of the best communicators in Paradise this season. I completely agree. He was put in a a shitty situation up front. He was bullied into dating Tita. And he was—I mean, he said things like, listen— I, I know I'm being selfish, but I came here to be at least a little bit selfish because I don't. That's an honest thing, yeah, and, and something that you can and get that's criticism an okay, for. No, that's and that's also okay, an okay to say. Thing to say. And it's the literally the opposite of what so many, especially of the guys in Paradise, are unwilling to do because they don't want to sound like the bad guy. And Colton, 100, was one of the better communicators, and so he was direct with Tia. Yeah. So, like, I but think it's, it's like she only heard what she wanted to hear. And like, believed what she wanted to believe. He was very open with her that he wasn't sure, that he wasn't ready. He didn't think he could get there. He wanted to try dating other people. But then he said, but I will commit to you because I care about you, and I want to see where this goes. Which, yeah, and she, she took from that, he's really into me now, and committed, yeah, and definitely wants this to work out. You bullied him into liking you. And I, I really hate that phrase, too, and, like, they broke up, and it was like, Maybe it was just in the in the like uh, the commercial breaks or whatever. And Tia said something like, "He's got to figure his oh, stuff out gosh. because like he can't do this to someone else. It's like he just doesn't like you. Yeah, and he'll figure it out whenever he meets someone he likes. Also, like, like what is it's it's not honestly the end of the world if he dates someone else for a week and, and a half and breaks up Tia's with them. The one or something, also, that's, but you know? also that's if he does this, works. if he does this to another woman, it's fine. That's how dating works. It's you date dating. someone, you decide it's Fig- not. I have been both in Tia's situation and in Colton's situation many times because that's literally yeah. what happens when oh my you date God, Emma, I hope you figure your shit out yeah, so you don't do this When, when guys or women, when men and women get accused for like, you know, it's, it, and granted, it's paradise and it's bachelor. You get accused for a lot of outrageous things that are like, <laughs> are literally nothing, you know, like the being a flip flopper. It's just like. <laughs> you know, you're like, thinking of the 2004 election, I think. <laughs> well, like Dean, you know, with right? That. No, it's just I'm like, kidding. I mean, yes. Dean didn't probably could have been more decisive, but it's like he also, was also like compared to Dean, Colton was extremely well behaved. Like, yes, I there is no think, comparison. I don't there. think Dean was that unwell behaved at all, but Colton certainly 
was more dra- dragged. He was yeah. much more communicative. And even poor Colton is like, I'm broken. Like, why do I keep doing this to people or whatever? And I was like, you're fu- I mean, you're clearly not happy. And that concerns me. And I hope that you become like happier and more comfortable with yourself. But it, you didn't really do anything wrong. It also seems like, you know, with a little bit of distance, both Tia and Colton are good with each other. There. Yeah. And that's that also is the best indication right. that there was good communication because it's very easy to get over rejection and be good with someone yeah. if you feel that they've respected you. I, and defi- I think they both did respect each other. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I believe Colton when he says things like, I'm so focused on making other people happy. Uh, the that opposite, like, I, I don't believe when, like, say someone like Josh Murray says that. <laughs> oh, really? I believe that. Jo- I believe that Josh believes that. Right. But like, but, I, you know, it's the same thing. But the criticism, like Colton, again, back to him being the bachelor, I think part of it, he's so, there are some people, you know, Ben can be a little bit like this, where you're, you, you really want to be liked. Everyone, like, I like to be liked too. Yeah. A lot, you know? Same. But, like, you're so <laughs> conscious and so brand conscious that, like, your biggest priority is not offending, not being disliked, being the likable good guy is that you often do things and make considerations outside of your best interests. And I think Colton yeah. is a guilty of that. And some of that comes with maturity. Um, and I hope for Colton's sake in his season of, of The Bachelor, he is honestly focused on what he thinks is best for him, not on what he thinks will look the best or what Bachelor Nation wants or what is maybe even his parents want, but what is best for him. And I think if he does that, he has a good chance of meeting someone. But I think I, I believed him when he said that. And I, I hope for his sake as, on this season of the, of the Bachelor that he is he is maybe a little bit more selfish and really only focused on what he wants and nothing else. Yeah, I think the ba- being the bachelor is like a trial by fire. Like you you can't <laughs> date all of them forever. Eventually you have to start sending them home and we've definitely seen bachelors and bachelorettes for whom that's been really difficult, but you do have to learn to like Dump people who aren't right for you. Yeah. I also <laughs> even think, on like dates, just yeah, like right, yeah. send like, them right home. <laughs> Be decisive, exactly. Uh, but I will say, I was surprised that I got criticism for that. You're what? being decisive. I oh, loved that it. That was one of the things I liked send about your bachelor turn. I, I was surprised. I got a lot of criticism for that. Where it's just like it was. I wasn't open to love. I was like, oh actually, God. no. I was. I don't like them, and it's. But could you just consider that if you hung out with them for like an hour longer, maybe you would love them? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you don't like them now, but maybe in an hour you'll want to marry them. And truthfully, That's how it I, works. I thought I was. It's a lot harder to break up with someone in that world on a one-on-one date, rather than just not giving them a rose in a rose ceremony. There's no like explanation needed, or you're just like. Yeah, awkward hug as you know, you and three other girls walk out. But like to sit there and be like, "Listen, I know you're expecting this rose, but I I just don't think." Or on a group date where all the girls are like, "Yeah, like I mean, I might not I might not be getting the group date rose, but I'm definitely like finishing this date." And then you have to decide that it's hard to do. And I thought I was being, while direct, I thought I was being kind enough to them that at least they're going to get maybe somewhat of an explanation. As opposed to just not getting a rose. But, yeah, I got a little, I got a little flack for that. People well, like to see the format adhered to. They do. <laughs> there are real sticklers they, out there. Very much. Yeah. yeah. So before we move on from Colton and Tia, um, I do just want to say that I enjoy a breakup that makes me feel something and that 
showcases true emotion on this show, like the Kirk and Carly Sadness breakup. Porn. Yeah, and I, I Kirk felt, and Carly? yeah, I felt uh, that. Yeah, that oh, was, I did not see that. Yeah, the previous it was, season, it was yeah. heart wrenching, and I felt that with T and Colton. I feel like that yeah. was maybe a little played up, but anyways. No, well, the thing that that actually is possible heard. on this show, and yet I still want to. I am happy when I feel anything yeah. watching the show, despite the fact that we know, yes, right. it's produced. Yes, things are not always what and they seem. And the thing that, that I, was I, really I mean, emotional. I, I actually think she, from what I've heard, she was really upset in the moment. It was the right. after show right. that yeah. might I, have been played but up. I don't in think the moment that she, it felt very The thing genuine. that really, I remember Emma and I were really struck by was the moment that she like runs to her best friend for comfort. And that's a really yeah. emotional moment. I think a lot of yes. women watching it resonated And with we that. had a little bit of that here, like a really nice emotional moment between up? Tia and Colton, and then also a nice moment between Tia and Astrid. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, was yeah, enjoyed that. She really, obviously... Yeah. And mm. I think she'd been holding the thought of Colton in her head for a while, but yes. she finally, she really got some closure. Meanwhile, like, everyone is extra freaked out because now two breakups, and Jenna is, like, weeping on a daybed, and Jordan comes over. What a and, lovable, bizarre person. Oh, my I God. Love her. Handled, I love her. He handled this so well. Like, I felt like, like, honestly, I've I've had interactions like that with my husband where it's just like, are you worried? What's worrying you? How can I help you? You're worried about a relationship. I'm going to reaffirm now that I'm committed to it and that I love you. And... Like, here's how our relationship is special to me. And then they, like, start goofing around. And I was like, oh, my God, he did so good at that. Yeah. Jordan I, is so confusing. Yeah. Just, Why are you confused by Jordan? Because, like, just a few episodes, he was, like, rage-throwing teddy bears into the ocean and acting very immature. And yet he handled this interaction very, very maturely. Well. I really enjoy that's, that's, watching him and Jenna's interactions. They're not mutually necessarily exclusive. Well, clearly no, that's not. true that they're not. However, I, it, it's comfortable to have a sort of cohesive <laughs> sense of someone's sure. maturity level I, in I your take mind. I Jordan as someone who's he's witty and he's bright on some aspects. He has some, I think, emotional immaturity, um, certainly some insecurities that allow him to kind of be this big person that he is willing to be. And I think he is a bit of a showman, you know, some of somewhat of a ham. And I think that comes out obviously and his willingness to do these things gives him this persona. But obviously he's this willingness to be vulnerable. And when he he wears his heart on his sleeve and when he really cares for someone, as a lot of people do when they really care for someone, he's a pretty good guy, you know? I mean yeah. it's so funny too because, you know, obviously Paradise is definitely the better platform for, for Jordan because on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's amazing, again, what you can get criticized for. I mean, literally, Jordan wore golden shorts. And somehow that made him, in a weird way, like without really having a deep conversation about it, a bad guy. Uh, you know, the... the because you, you're like in Bachelor World, you're either a good guy or you're a bad guy. There's very like, there's not a lot of layers. You're either there for the right reasons or you're not. You're either like, you're either serious about love. And somehow wearing shorts made Jordan insincere, which is the most insane I will say this, thing. Though, having seen Jordan with Jenna compared to him with Annalise and Becca, there's such a difference between how he acts with someone he's really interested in compared with someone he's yes. performing well, that's the TV thing. ready Becca, romance. Becca with. wasn't that they into weren't Jordan. interested in they, each other, and I think Jordan was self-aware to realize that Becca. I mean, Jordan probably wasn't going to win Becca's heart, so Jordan's kind of having, having fun. some fun. 
And yeah. and at the same time, like making Becca laugh. And yeah, yeah you're right. Like a, and again, like most people are, when they really like someone, they they're vulnerable Different. and open and, and interesting. And I think yeah, Jordan's great. Yeah. I mean, no, like he has I his really weaknesses loved them and his this, shortcomings. I really loved them this week. Yeah. But speaking of uh speaking I, of Jordan, by the way, he shaved off Chris's baby hairs and I loved it. It was a real gift to that. everyone. Can we backtrack a little bit? Okay. I, I love Jenna too as a character. Are you in any way concerned? And I don't know how things end, but at some point, I feel like Jenna is going to break Jordan's heart. Maybe it's possible. She seems really inconsistent, mm. and he certainly seems more certain about her than she yeah. seems about him. But it has only been a few days, right? Which it it feels fair that she might be uncertain. And I think that a lot of it initially was driven by the fact that he acted crazy and she was like, do I want to date someone with an anger problem? And I think that's also fair. Like, it well, seems listen, like it I'm seems like distant the now. bear tantrum, but I don't think Jenna was she was not totally not in the wrong. She was like telling Jordan they're dating and then, like, making out with other dudes right in front of him. She oh, was sewing, she no, was showing she was no consideration for his feelings. She was a mess. However, I think she had just gotten to paradise, had still only been there at that point for, like, a day and a half, two days, was testing the waters not very well. And Jordan yeah. had a freak out. And she was like, maybe I made the wrong decision by, like, hopping on the Jordan train. He seems like a psycho. And now they're still just sort of reestablishing I think. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried that Jenna's going to break Jordan's heart. I think we that Jenna see. is also very fearful of hurting people and fearful of being hurt. And that makes her very reactive yeah, instead maybe. of yeah. like proactive. Even if she breaks Jordan's heart, it doesn't make her a bad person. That's Just very true. Another her. important thing to remember this episode. So we have to talk about uh, the Camille vortex <laughs> of. Love. I will never understand the appeal he, of this man. He's at the center of a love pyramid this episode. Yeah. There are three dumb, women. Dumb with blue eyes. I don't under, I I know he's a model. I don't like find him that attractive. Certainly not. Not the kind of attractiveness that like boggles my mind and like overwhelms my ability to notice personality. I'm like, I guess he's handsomeish. But yeah, we don't really buy it, do you? I mean he's, he's he hasn't I mean, in yet of, like, seemed interested in anyone women. to me. Like, he doesn't So who's interested in Camille? Shoshana. Annalise is very into him. And then there's a brief moment that Chelsea makes a play for him. Yeah. So let's let's review that. (laughs) Annalise has proven to be very into literally anyone who shows interest. True. Uh, Shoshana, kind of the same. She was on the season I was on. She might have, I mean, she just was kind of like, when she showed up, she was just kind of like, a missile on the attack, you know, just like literally who like. Well, and we see soon like that Shoshana will just fixate on someone and the harder he tries yeah. to get away, the more she decides she's like, into him. So I, that I kind feel of like there's other than Chelsea, which was kind of weird again, her just kind of making a play to stick around. You had a bunch of women who were interested in basically a warm body. Yeah. Into. At so one I, point. I mean, needs no personality. And, 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 yeah. and, and a guy who like, well, you might not be your type. He's not. 
bad to look at. Oh, no. He's very pretty. He's, so he's very not. conventionally attractive. A warm I just body who's like not half bad looking. No, I think I, I don't get it. I think but sure. I tweeted that. Well, so Annalise is like he checks all the boxes. I like can definitely see my whole life with him. And I was like, there's one box she has. What are lot. the boxes? <laughs> a lot. I was like, you could get like Shows a vibrator and a cardboard cutout of Chris Evans, and he w- you would have everything that Camille seems to be bringing to the table. <laughs> as I feel far for as I can Annalise tell. because she seems. Sincere in her pursuit, but yeah. delusional in her expectations. I mean, it's hard. I, I, I know Emma and I both relate to Annalise, and I, I relate to. I feel like I would look back on actions like in Annalise's shoes and be like, "Oh God, I seemed so desperate. That was such a mess. I'm going to be different next time." And then I would go out and not be different next yeah, time. Yeah, I even I looked at her Instagram story, and she was like, "Yep, guys, I." Hate how desperate I looked. Like yeah. she's sure. aware of it. I At mean, our worst, we all have been Annalise, yes. even if it's in our and own that's why head. I think I know? just, I just feel, I feel for her. I feel for those. Instincts. I definitely feel yeah. for her. But I think the thing that is actually the most painful for me to watch is when she is acting very confident about her relationship yes. with Camille. She's calling him her man. She's like all over him, and he, his body language is very dis- disinterested, and he's like, "We're friends." And I'm like, that's the worst is to look back and realize that you were like acting very proprietary over a guy who's like only slightly into you. Like that's the most humiliating thing. And that thing is to the me. one thing that Shoshana did, I think, get right. And we were yeah. discussing this last night, Claire, that like Camille and Annalise's body language does feel a little bit uneven and off. Yeah. And yet that also does not mean that Camille then is very into Shoshana yeah. as a result. My <laughs> guess is is that Camille's not particularly into to either that of them. That would be my yes. guess as well. And he also just wants to stick around because he went home night one and, you know, he doesn't want to go home. And clearly yeah. he finds Annalise attractive. They, you know, we saw them go to the boom boom room. They've been spending nights yeah. together. Sure, they're having a good time. So Shoshana shows up this episode at the same time as Kristen, who's back. Oh, right. They have yes, a double Kristen date card. Kristen. Oh, Scout Fingers, yeah. So Shu asked Camille on this date. They're both uh, European. He, uh, he's Polish. He's Armenian. He's like, I went on a date with Annalise, but she, and she was really nice. But we're in the friend zone. And he, Wait, him and Annalise. Yeah. So he that's when he. That. Yeah. Which is so he not is correct. Yes. That's a blatant lie. Immediately sending Shu these signals that he's very available. Uh, so Kristen Shu is Armenian, takes John not in date. fact Russian at all. Um, well, maybe I know she lives in Utah. Yeah. Well, she she says she's Utah Armenian. Now. I don't know if Apparently there's... she just got her American citizenship, so oh, congratulations to her. Shush. Yeah. Um, so they go on like a sort of speedboat sort of water date. This is the I don't double know. date? Yes. They're all like doing water sports together in the PG sense, and then they split up, hang out on the beach. Um, and... Back at the house, like, Annalise is slowly disintegrating because um, everyone keeps being like, are you sure you should feel so confident about Camille? Like, maybe he's, maybe you should uh, give up on him. Um, but, she, like, she ticks every box. She's ready to get engaged to him. Jesus. Uh, but then he comes back and is like, hey, I wasn't really that into Shoe. Like, let's keep hanging out. Um, so it worked worked out for her. Yeah. And for now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't. Again, I don't know how things end. If they leave the show together and they're watching it back, she might have a problem with that whole friend zone comment. Yeah, I would. 
Yeah. Well, apparently yeah. also we learned that he had mentioned to some of the guys or one of the guys that he is interested in Chelsea, but he hasn't like had a chance to talk to her because Annalise has been glued to his side since the very moment he arrived. I'm almost amazed. How, how is Chelsea still here? She hasn't been in it like... And in any relationship, did someone give John? I think gave her the rose. I mean, clearly, clearly she's getting roses, but right. She how? had a brief thing with David. Yeah, I think she and David kept each other around for a while, and then finally she gave her she gave her rose to John. I'm surprised that she, you know, she's she seems like a cute girl. She seems reasonably level headed. I really like her. Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. Maybe she's not into any guy. That could be it. Yeah, I think she hasn't really been that into anyone. And also I think that she is not that much of a putting herself out there girl, which is why it was so weird to see her making a play for Camille, it seems like. Yeah. She, like, we haven't really seen her do that. If if her singleness was more of her not having an interest in the other men, it would seem weird that then she would make that kind of seemingly desperation play for yeah. Camille. So it's well, like at this point just leave on a right, you have to wonder. high note or like – well, so it seems like very likely that she heard that he was interested in her. Yes, that would be my guess because it really felt like it came out of nowhere, and that so seems you think counter she's... to because then she sits down with Camille and is like, "It seems like maybe you're not totally sure about Annalise. Like, what's the deal? Are you interested in getting to know other people?" And he he's basically like, says, "Yes, yeah, I think you're cute. I'd like to get to know you." Um, and she's like, "Well, I think Annalise is hearing something different about your commitment level from what you're saying to her." Um, but, you know, you're here for yourself. So, like, if you want to explore other people, you should. She's sort of feeling like maybe he's going to choose her instead of Annalise. At do this they point. make out? I don't we don't see do. them make out. And I'm sure they would show it if they did. Yes. I we do agree. see them holding hands for a brief time. For a brief time. Yeah. Annalise sees them holding hands. Safe to say, had they made out, we would have seen we it. Yeah, I don't think that it. they did. Um, and also before the rose ceremony, we uh, we see Jared and Ashley. I almost forgot this happened. Oh right, that Jared and Ashley arrive this in was paradise before the rose ceremony. Oh my gosh, this first night was so long. Oh god, it was they arrive in paradise uh, to get engaged and so that production can torture Kevin. Yes. Okay, can we talk about like torture Kevin? I mean, Kevin <laughs> needle him, needle Kevin. Kevin, what a little. I mean, come on, like boy, he milked that little episode. You don't believe that he was bothered by it? Do you uh, know Kevin? I met him. Mm-hmm. Um, do I? Be- I don't. Uh, maybe he. Will. I don't know. I just think he should get over it. Um, it seems like he is now. Listen, I, I do. I think. Do I think he played it up? Sure, because either you're really into someone. Mm-hmm. Like so half the time, people have a hard time getting over things, is because they haven't moved on. Right, like literally with maybe someone else, and so it seems like he's really into Astrid. Mm-hmm. So, I feel I think like from what I know about Kevin, he's he's not as dumb as his face looks. And <laughs> that's so nice, Nick. What a compliment! You don't think he has a dumb-looking face? <laughs> it looks a little punched. Yeah. I'm just, anyways. Um, <laughs> he's you know, been there, there, there was know. a there was a. A, a beat early in the season where someone it was a 60-40 guy Camille I don't if, sure yes and it was like everyone's like oh it's a 60-40 guy and you heard, they aired Kevin be like oh who is that someone's 60-40 he's like oh yeah yeah 
And my understanding, talking from people who know Kevin, is Kevin is obsessed with The Bachelor and watches every episode and knows who everyone is, but plays dumb like he doesn't know. And so this whole, like, so yes, do I think he's playing it up? Yeah. Do Mm -hmm. I, like, he dated Ashley for a little bit. Fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying his feelings were disingenuous to Ashley. And, like, I guess this whole, like, Kevin's still crushed because he got cheated on. It's like, give me a break. I don't think that he's crushed while getting cheated on. Yeah. But, but that, I was do a, think... that was a statement that was aired. Right. I think I think this is this is how I kind of read it. He was with Ashley. It ended. He was a little hurt at how it ended, but was like, whatever, it's fine. Like, I want her to be happy. I'm not that invested. It's fine. But then she went on this sort of like tour of showing off her new relationship and basically being like I got him interested by dating some other dude and that's not what she said mm, no not even mm, at all yeah a little bit I do not in any way think Ash did Ash, she did not say I got him interested I think as a result of she didn't no she did not say that she presented Kevin though as a stepping stone to her relationship that was with more Jared. on Jared. It wasn't some strategic, yes, strategic move by I, Ashley. I agree. It is also no, no, I don't, on Jared. I don't think it was a strategic move at all. Um, I don't think that it was I mean, calculated this, this, to get Jared's attention. all the time in life. You move on, and finally yes, when you move on— but you don't usually you don't have usually... people come back to you and be like, thanks for getting that guy interested in me. Now we're getting married. Uh, listen, because Ashley has I... always been honest, right? And if on, objectively and honestly, the result is, is that— Ashley moving on, seemingly, and dating Kevin was in some ways a catalyst for that to happen. I think it would be hurtful to see a relationship framed as a catalyst. And that I also don't yeah, but fine. But I guess like, it's like, I just wouldn't want to see them again. I would be like I don't think get engaged much of a somewhere rel- else. Yeah, but I don't think what I'm saying is I don't think Kevin was that. I think he's played up his emotional investment. In the relationship, and I think he's being a little bit of a baby. I, I think, think he, he has every right to be milking. bothered. I think he has every right to be bothered. I have no problem. I would be bothered, really, with what happened with Ashley and Jared. I think that's great. I'm happy that they're happy. I also have no problem with Kevin being a little bit annoyed uh, that and shaken by having to watch his ex uh, get engaged. Like that is also not a thing that you normally have to do. In the world. I don't know. They dated for like a month or two. You're allowed to have feelings yeah. about someone you dated for a couple of months, especially very publicly. Maybe Nick wouldn't have feelings about someone he dated for a couple of months, but some of us, you know, we can develop feelings. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, I'm, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't think, I mean, listen, I'm defensive of my friends, Ashley and Jared. But I don't think it's necessarily even a criticism of Ashley and Jared. To me, it, I'm more criticizing production. It feels very intentional that they wanted. That to happen I, in front of Kevin. I definitely think the onus does go a lot on production. I, I was disappointed that they made such a big deal about that when the most it was more important. To, like, you know, Ashley and Jared are one of the better success stories of the franchise. It happened in a very unique way. A lot of it happened off the show, but like I was going to say, like they they met and then actually dated, and then but they are truly kn- in love <laughs> and really care about each other. Were best friends before they dated, and it all happened because of the show. And I think from a show standpoint, should be celebrated, and I think it's a great yeah. aspect of the show. So like, I've, I the show certainly benefits from it. It they do, but like I I have issues with how they tend to frame these things, and we see later on the show people being like, oh, 
you say you don't like me now, but like that could change. We've seen it happen before. And I feel like the show really gets into this whole like, don't give up. Like, even if they say no, you're going to have a beautiful love story, just like people who have been on here before, if you just keep with it. And I feel like the show often uses their narrative in really unhealthy ways. And that annoys me with production. But that, yes. Yes, I mean, listen, is it annoying that every season you get the like, I want the Tanner and Jade story? So annoying. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Who wants the Tanner and Jade story? It's just a fine story. We all have stories. (laughs) You're going to have your own story. It's like, (laughs) sorry, that was too harsh. Okay. The show does that, but it's, they, they simplify it. It's just the show is just reminding people that love can actually happen. And, and pressuring listen, people love into can getting engaged and having babies immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> Speaking of which, we still have so much to get through. Um, and it's rose ceremony time. Uh, Jared and Ashley uh, are engaged. Congratulations. Uh, we wish you guys the best. Genuinely. Um, and uh, it's rose ceremony night. Four girls are going home. And there's uh, lots of uh, f- fighting over... Camille. Uh, she was making a play for Camille. He's like, no, I'm not interested. Please leave me alone. Chelsea makes a play for Camille, and he's like, I don't know, maybe. Um, there's just a lot going on. A lot on. of Camille. Too much Camille, maybe. Uh, Jordan shows up last minute so that to save one girl. Uh, Jordan from New Zealand, who uh, we met on Winter Games. I was Games. a big fan on Winter Games. He seemed... I didn't watch Winter he Games. He seemed chill. Uh, yeah, Winter Games him. was a delight. I heard it was really good. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it, although we did not get any sleep for two weeks, basically, because there was so much Bachelor content. Um, And so all of the available women are trying to get to know Jordan at this point. Um, Kristen is going for a rose. Angela's going for a rose. Uh, Chelsea's going for a rose. Um, And finally, uh, is there any more pre-rose ceremony drama? Annalise finally tells uh, Chelsea to, like, stay the fuck out of her relationship. They get into a little fight right before the roses are handed out. Good for her. Um, it was just a... Annalise, did was, she say that? I don't remember that. She was like, don't poke the bear. I don't want you around my relationship. I was like... I love it. I just feel like if Camille's not interested, he can deal with it. Uh, but he is interested. Totally. Listen, so. I just, I just listen. I just <laughs> respect. I, I just like that she was willing to fight for what she wanted. It might have been misplaced. Yeah. Um, I also think that uh, Camille also likes that. So he seems right. more into no, Annalise. He when loves she's feeding being very Annalise's possessive. insecurities and then being like, "Do you want to go take care of that for me, babe? Thanks." <laughs> So well, hot when you fight with other women. Well, for me. I mean, when it's just like, the, yeah, because it's just like this yin and yang, or this uh, Angelis so often shows these incredibly insecure, incredible insecurities, and kind of comes it comes across as a weakness, and then she shows this strength in other areas. It's, it's we're all very it, complex. It's like you know, it's like when Jordan's surprised. It's like when you're surprised. You see Jordan being this kind of buffoon at one minute and this, and then this really sensitive, sensitive emotional, like, there-for-you boyfriend. It's fun to watch. Yeah. So we finally get to the roses. Uh, Kevin gives his to Astrid, American Jordan to Jenna, Chris to Crystal, Joe to Kendall, Eric to Cassandra, New Zealand Jordan to Shushana, John to Olivia, and Camille to Annalise, who Olivia, is Olivia? suddenly... Uh, Olivia is... Uh, uh, black, lots of beautiful, beautiful hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, nice hair. yeah. Um, and 
When Camille gives his rose to Annalise, he says to her, the first time I met, we knew, I knew we'd be together in Polish. I just want to remind everyone that, like, earlier that day, he was saying they were just friends <laughs> yeah. and he wanted to explore other he really, options. He really flipped a switch on Annalise out of nowhere. I don't that understand what's parody. going on It is truly him. amazing that the cast members just, like, forget that this is all recorded. Yeah, we can see this. So going home, Angela, a reminder that Eric could have given Angela his rose and he does not. not. That will become relevant later. Kristen and Chelsea are going home. At this point, Chelsea has a panic attack and Kristen apparently has heat stroke. She had a medical heat stroke, which she clarified uh, on Twitter because apparently people were accusing her of doing this for the drama, which... She is a goofy girl. Yeah. I mean... I, I think it's hard to fake a medical heat stroke. She seemed extremely out of it. Yeah, it's also... Yeah, I it. It's very hot there. Uh, and, yeah, so they end the episode on a really extended shot of Chelsea's panic attack, which just felt... Yeah. ...kind of icky. Yeah. Um, it's panic really attacks. hard to listen to someone hyperventilating Why'd like she that. have a panic attack? They didn't even actually really explain it. They just showed her like Jubilee going home. Having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> oh I can't God. I have Yeah, we never forget Jubilee's bizarre ignominious exit. And this is what I mean by poor editing. Like I want a justification for what you're showing me. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it was weird. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more from Nick and diving into night two. So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing— 
and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Allo Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in. In those spare moments, when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up. And it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to allomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code LTSI20. allomoves.com, code LTSI20. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into like their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible like neoprene weekender bag and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz, and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. 
Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should. Learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks and... It's been really helpful because my French is not good, but now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Before we get back to the show, stick around after the credits for a special segment from HuffPost Personal. So next day... Uh, we start with a really extended sneak peek of what life might be like if you get into a relationship and suddenly, you know, you know what happens. You just have a baby. There's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. Um, but why do you guys, why do you w- women take the show so literal sometimes? I mean, clearly it's. Why do we reality. take it so literally? <laughs> I mean, like, I take it literally, but not seriously. <laughs> yeah. no, well, maybe you do take I mean, like. It's just like the show is not trying to train America into how to date. Are you sure about that? But it sort of is. It is sending messaging. And that's why it's fun. I think for yourself, which I agree, like a lot of people can't. That's not how human psychology works. We're influenced by things. And I don't think the show is trying to teach people how to date. They are careless of the messages that they send about how it is appropriate to date. Which is why we have have an influence on people. You can have greater media literacy by discussing it. Exactly. And like, um, Nick, I yeah. think you're a very able media consumer, but um, you don't just wake up like that. You learned it by listening to our podcast. <laughs> so Chris shows up with Jade and Tanner and Carly and Evan and their adorable babies. Um, and they are going to talk to all the couples and decide who is going to get to go on a special date, which is babysitting their children for them. Just spoiler alert. Fun. Uh, yeah, their babies I are extremely cute. Like I met, ridiculously uh, I met cute. Uh, Jade and Tanner's baby this this uh, week. Very adorable. Oh man, <sighs> Emmy looks very very cute. As does Bella. She's very cute. It's almost like their parents are super attractive. Pretty well behaved. <laughs> Must be nice to have really hot parents. I know. I'm sorry. My parents were really beautiful. Thank you guys <laughs> for giving birth to me. Okay, so they uh, they interview all the couples and. Uh, what do they we learn decide. from this? Yeah, what do we learn? Um, Jordan wants to propose to Jenna. 
Um, Jenna seems uncertain how she feels about that. Yeah. Um, Camille thinks Annalise is hot, but would like them to take a step back, even though he knew they would be together from the first moment yeah. he saw her. He just he wants did? to slow it down. Yeah. Well, as he, he said at the rest He's ceremony. like, I really like Annalise, but I just, I'm not there yet. I want to slow it down and a little bit. And she's like, yeah. For totally. sure. But same. also, um, I would want to be engaged. Yeah. Like yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, we're definitely on the same page. Uh, uh, Jordan poor. and Shu are not ready to get engaged, which is fair. Uh, Eric tells them about moving with the cheese. They just seem This confused. is his one other thing other than miracle season. And was that him? But it's actually, yeah. this actually originated with Kenny. Yeah. As I Kenny saying, I explained it was, to I us. It was Kenny. I think they're both familiar with it. They, no, they are. They, it's a business had, book. Yeah, they've, they've had conversations about but it. But Eric has been bringing it up a, a lot. Yes, it's a whole book. Well, I'm certain that Eric is definitely the type of guy who reads books and then just yeah. spews that whatever knowledge. It's in. called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's about how when you stop getting something from the same place, you have to move and get it somewhere else. What's interesting is that he was still getting the cheese from Angela, he but was. he just sort of left that he feeding station to seek a new feeding cheese. station. Um, and they're like, OK, so is Cassandra the cheese? And he's like, I'm not really a dairy guy. What's going on? I've lost the thread. Um, he said that? Yeah. Yes. He's talking about cheese the whole time. And then as soon as he's challenged. He does not like dairy. He's like, he just, I don't, it I don't just like doesn't dairy. sit well with his stomach. You know, many of many Can people we all have agree collectively that Eric sucks? Yeah. I think I have Can to Can I hear you guys that. say it audibly? Eric, I think Eric sucks. Okay. Yeah. He, Eric, Eric I was, sucks. I was, I was getting wrong. yelled at on Twitter for being too hard on Eric this week. I'm not afraid to say he sucks. Okay. Um, so Who is giving you a hard time for being too hard on Eric? Oh, just random. You know, he has that very doing. sympathetic turn later in the episode. There's a lot. Yeah. Did you buy any of that? No. Not um, particularly. I bought that he was upset. Right. Like I, I don't. I guess think... I just don't care. You bought that he was upset because <laughs> he was worried he might look bad. Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, the date is announced. Carly and Evan Jane Tanner are going on a double date. I just want to note that we see them in the ocean, a spa, in the pool. But at the end of the date, when they come back to pick their kids up, they're wearing the same outfits and have the same hair and makeup. Yes, when they uh, I'm going to say very obviously that that was not taped at the same time as the children not. were being babysat. Why do you guys sat? care about that stuff? Because it's just like it's I just want to puncture it, right? So no, I don't care. It's just fun to point out when you notice it. Listen, yeah. it's one of these. This is one of those classic examples. You can't have it both ways. You either have to be okay with some of that stuff, or sometimes not get an actual explanation of what happened. Because pickups are there to help explain some of the things they but weren't they able to explain or capture. But they had footage of Jubilee leaving, so they had enough Again, that they could have explained it clearly. I can't speak to that or what happened there, but that's in general, the, that's when, we when they annoyed, do though. things like pickups or like oh, show that stuff. Oh, I was totally fine with them shooting this date at another time. I thought the editing of it was really funny, it's, and I enjoy I enjoyed the mashup of them artfully funny. getting drinks. Yeah, it was just yeah. funny. Um, um, and okay. also... Jade posted on Instagram that they like never left the set when their kids were. Yeah. With oh, these were they getting baby shamed? Uh, yeah, yeah, God. they were getting shamed, which is also ridiculous. So You're ridiculous. allowed to leave your fucking kids with a babysitter. Yes. They could have left set. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, let's be clear. What was if you're a parent, happen? you don't have to be around I your child every moment. I would trust Kendall and Joe with my child. They're good people. I mean, we hire twelve year olds to babysit our kids. Yeah, I mean, absurd. not. I see we like in Hopefully the general not a sense. I don't have. Uh, I don't have children. But Probably don't hire a twelve-year-old to take care of a four-month-old. So it's saying that Jade has to tweet that. I know it's, it's ridiculous, silly. 
Those People babies are very were clearly fine. They got ukulele played know. for them. They had a crib built for them. Also, babies cry. Babies, babies cry, cry when they're in unfamiliar situations. Babies cry like with their own parents for an extended amount of time. I, you know, that, it just that, is what happens. That picture I posted with my nephew with the baby carrier. I don't know if you guys saw that, but no. I missed that one. Gotta look I, it up. Uh, is that on your Instagram? Bit, bit of a bit, bit of a um, um, shameless photo. But I was with my sister at the time, and yes, the baby carrier was not properly on me. Oh, I no. see. And we knew this. We're fine. I was the, I was holding the baby with my actual hands, and I couldn't tell you how many comments about like it's not on right. It's like who cares? Oh like my God. shut up. <laughs> we know this is how tragedies happen, Nick. Uh, People look at your photo and they're like, "This is how I put on a baby carrier." Uh, and yeah, you know, I'm gallivanting be... around town. Do not look to Nick's Instagram for parenting advice. No, <laughs> not yet, at least. Yeah. Not I'm yet. sure once he starts having parenting advice, there will be the best I'm parenting a advice. Daddy blogger. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay. Um, so Has potential. Let's. Uh, they, yeah, they they get to go on a, a date on the beach to as a reward for all their babysitting, and they're just like, "I really like you. I really, I really like, like you. you." And they make out some more. It's so, very sweet. Whatever. <laughs> it's very sweet. And uh, and then we get some more uh, Annalise and Camille and Shu drama. Is this where the witchcraft begins? Sort of. Yes. At some point, they're at a. They're having like a. Everyone who is back at the house is having a bonfire, and they're playing Truth or Dare. Um, and Annalise asks Shu truth or dare, and Shu says truth, and Annalise doesn't have a question, <laughs> and is like, Camille, do you have a good question? And Shu says, it's your question, it's not his question. Oh and then Annalise says, I shit you not, do you believe in love at first sight? Which is a terrible question, terrible. because people will probably sure. just answer that, even if it's not truth or dare. <laughs> it's yeah. not personal, it's not revealing. And she's like, yeah, sure, I believe in love at first sight. <gasps> no way. And what? then, right, as a result, Annalise is scandalized by this because this is just a direct attack on her relationship. Yeah. And then Jordan, <laughs> well, then Jordan follows up with a real truth or dare question. He's like, that was a real lame attempt. Jordan from what New Zealand uh, asks, is there anyone here, shush, that you wish you could have kissed? And she there we go. says, Good for you, Jordan. yes, yes. Yeah. And then she stares at Camille. <laughs> and then Jordan says, Camille, are you in a committed relationship? And he, and says, he says, well, he yes. says, yes, at, at this, this point. moment. At this I moment. I believe I am. In the morning, that could have all changed. Taking a page out of Eric's book. <laughs> yeah. I'm not lying. It's just that overnight, my feelings changed yeah. completely. In this exact moment, yes. Right. In this 30-second period, I am, in fact, I believe, in a committed relationship. But who knows? Yeah. So... He thinks that she was staring at him across the bonfire creepily with her piercing eyes. Therefore, she is a witch. Yeah, I think this is where the witch rumor originates. It begins with Camille. He finds her eye contact disturbing. <laughs> um, Shu uh, isn't crazy. She knows there's something going on between them, even though he won't admit it, and he keeps avoiding her eyes. Um, so Jordan from New Zealand sits Shu down and is like, I'm... I like having you to talk to, like, I want to see where this goes. And she says, well, I need more time to get over Camille. And I feel betrayed by him. And he's like, well, I think you need to just press the restart button. And she says, I can't. I'm sorry. So it's not looking good for Jordan from New Zealand at this point. Um, and. Oof. Eric, yeah. at this point. 
Is Eric still here? Eric is still so here, is but not for long. Eric implodes. Um, he, they are watching some other couple. Oh, Annalise and Camille, <laughs> be very lovey-dovey on the beach. And Cassandra's like, "Look at them! They're like making out and connecting." And Eric is just, just says, "Well, they're not us." Yeah. So basically, Eric was very into Cassandra to the point where he wanted to give her the rose over Angela, but now. This next morning, after more sleep, yeah. he is now no longer. He woke Cassandra. up and his feelings were Tell you what, different. if you're dating Eric, you do not want him to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot can change. A lot can change. Um, uh. Yeah, poor, poor Cassandra. I feel like she's being punished here for her bad decision and giving him another chance. Um, <laughs> you imagine like you're dating Eric. It's like I love you, sweetie. It's like well, we'll see you in the morning. Yeah. You know? yeah. This is what I mean. Trust issues develop. And basically Cassandra ends up telling him, like, I'm not sure that you're actually ready for a relationship right now. Maybe you shouldn't be here. And that shakes him to his core. Shakes him to his very core. He thought he was doing so good at honesty and commitment and just giving his all to people and being all in. And it turns out that he sucks at all of that stuff and is bad. So he wanders down the beach sort of looking for answers. Has a heart-to-heart with Kevin. He seems to be a sounding board for a lot of the men. Yeah. He's like, I can't get there with Cassandra. I, to be honest, wouldn't have thought about it at all. (laughs) I don't feel like we know much about Kevin from... No, I mean, he seems likable enough. He's put in a good good showing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Eric tells Kevin that he really wanted the situation with Angela to work so bad. Seeing her leave was tough. It hit him really hard. Was there something we that missed? That was his girl. Was there something very large we missed? I don't think so. He had a rose. He could have given it to Angela. Yeah. He did not. And he didn't. Like, yeah, that's... like, I mean, are you, are you suggesting that maybe there was, like, some editing or I, something? I don't know. Maybe. It just, it's very Well, that would make sense. It just seemed like, kind of to, to Claire's point, like, he, you saw his reaction when, when, um, the other, what's her name? Cassandra. Cassandra showed up. That other lady. Um... <laughs> You saw what he said to Angela. Like, you saw him, like, so, like, I think, yeah, I think Eric's just bizarre. And, again, I think Eric says a lot of things and in no way is accountable for the things that come out of his mouth. And so. I think that's accurate. He just often doesn't make sense even to himself. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why I was so confused by this sequence of completely lacks accountability. I think that's the perfect way of putting it. And so he wakes Cassandra up to break up with her. Which is just rude. <laughs> I know. There let were her sleep. several times that men woke women out of deep sleep. So I'm like, let them nap. He's like, let I have nap. to leave now. You know what it I was? Because, you know, when Eric sleeps, things change. And he <laughs> wanted to make sure before whatever, <laughs> while she was sleeping, that he wanted to get her in whatever emotional state he thought she went to. Cassandra yeah. seems so out of it. She's just barely awake during yeah. this conversation. She's like, but whatever, goodbye. She's like, yeah, whatever. I she ha- says, you know, thank you for your for being honest and just taking yourself out of this game. He says goodbye to everyone, and I want to note that he apparently says it felt like half of him left when Angela left. I can't get over how he's so talking bizarre. about this. Like, it, she just, like, disappeared. Isn't it the worst for, like, you get broken up by someone that you, like, never really liked in the first place? It's such an ego blow where you're just, like, yeah. you want to be like, oh, God, you beat me to it. I was <laughs> like, going to do it. Uh, anyways. So, Shu is really upset that he's leaving. She says... That Eric's leaving? Yes. All of a sudden, Shu is... 
Well, just again, weeping. like I said, warm bodies. Yeah. Well, she's she, like more that's in one a friend more, way. He she was seemed so more nice. in a friend way. Like, There's he was not so many people that you meet are so nice, and he was one of them, and now he's gone. Everyone, I will say Eric seems pretty widely I just want to say that Shu was talking about him like he was dead. <laughs> I was like, he's She'll not never be able to gone. See him again. <laughs> he's not on vacation anymore. Like, you'll see him around. At the reunion show, in fact. For sure. Um, so then we get some more Annalise, Shu, Camille drama. Um, because Jordan from New Zealand gets a date card, and he... Is like, I'll try taking Shu. Like, maybe it'll get Camille out of her mind. And she's like, please ask Cassandra instead. Um, She's available now. Shu said this? Yeah. She says, maybe you'll like Cassandra. Yeah. Good for her. You know what? I I would not. I apologize for the warm body comment. She says no. Yeah. She's really fixated at this point on Camille exclusively. Who is still with Annalise. Annalise. Fully. And has now told her twice, I'm not into you. Yeah. So Jordan takes Cassandra on the date. They frolic in the waves, et cetera. Meanwhile, Shu is back at the house trying to talk to Camille. She takes him over to the hot tub. He's shooting eyes at the camera like, if I wind up dead, you know where I went and with whom. (laughs) And he's like, she's walking the fine line between persistent and cray-cray. Personally, I think she's crossed the line. I think it's gone a little too far. Cassandra? No, no, Shu. I think that— Shu's a little nutty. We all need to learn— the lesson of when someone tells you they're not into you, you need to believe them. Yeah. Like that. And you need to just you're allowed to still have feelings for that person. But that's for you to settle with yourself. Yeah. yeah. If they're going to be direct, you should know. If they're going to give you mixed signals and lead you on, then yes. that's on them. Absolutely. She has an interesting strategy. We see her have a couple conversations this episode where she sits a guy down. And kind of just, like, gives them an opening to confess their feelings to her. But they do not. But they do not. And so they're just sitting there quietly. Like, at one point, Camille's like, can you please keep Keep talking? Because I don't understand what this conversation (laughs) is. She says, Jordan could sense that I had a thing for you. Silence. (laughs) And he says, okay. (laughs) And she's like, well, I keep thinking about how you said maybe if we had another date, it would be different. Do you still feel that way? And he's like, look, I feel no spark with you. I feel no connection. Do you understand yeah, he actually says, do you understand? That's great. Yes. Yeah. He was very direct because this is now the, he's already said this. Yeah. So he's making I love, it even I, clearer. I love that because like so often when when couples or, or potential couples talk, there's that fear of just being honest because you don't want to hurt the other person, mm-hmm. which often leaves. <laughs> Nick made amazing hurts. air quotes around hurt the, other, the person. other person. Well, because you're not going to actually physically hurt. They're so worried. <laughs> well, also when people are afraid of hurting the other person, truly they're just afraid of looking being, bad. Looking bad. Yeah. Um, and so to, to, to get that verbal confirmation, hey, mm-hmm. I don't want you to leave this conversation in any way with some gray area or thinking that, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like actually a fairly mature. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had no problem with this I conversation. I think it's good I think to Camille check in with people well. yes. to make sure that they're hearing, which Camille has had me? some issues where he has told people things that they didn't understand in the same way. It's good to check in and be like, are we on the same page? However, she's like, no, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't feel the same way as you. I think we're like Carly and Evan. Things can change. And he's like, I don't feel that way. And she Going smiles and to, says, I don't believe you. 
You're either Carly and Evan or Jaden Tanner. Right. Can, <laughs> Those yeah. are the only options. Those are the only options. Uh, yeah, he even says, I just don't feel that in my heart. And she concludes that he's just not being honest. He's probably holding back. Yeah. I, I, I actually was on a podcast with my friend Ashley and her I Don't Get It podcast, which mm-hmm. and I brought up this conversation. I, I recently had... Uh, you know, a handful of female friends I'm very close with, and we I talk about girls with them, they talk about guys with me, and I have noticed recently that some of my female friends have, were, like, dating these guys, and ultimately my take on this was, like, he's just not that into you kind of thing, and they use the phrase of, he's just scared. He's just, he's scared, He's uh, he just got out of a relationship, or blah, 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 he's afraid, of, he really likes me, I know he likes me. And I, again, I don't doubt that these guys that they're hanging out with are saying all the right things and definitely leading them on and, and being, quote unquote, kind of very fuck boys in terms of their communication. But they're just not scared, man. You know, like this whole concept. And I think, you know, there's men are to blame for this reaction that she has. But this like, well, it can change. You're just you're scared. Yeah. Well, it's there's become like, independent. A it's a become an independent idea. Yeah. Of because then men. it's not you. It's them. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, it can't be me. You're just you're also, afraid it to commit. might still be them. And also they're just not that into you. Like it, it can be it can be both of you. You're just not the right fit for yeah. each other. I mean, I and also, I remind like Ashley. It's just like it's not that Jared was scared. There was a time he literally didn't like you like you liked him. Right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. Yes. He, he, that has, has drastically changed, but it's not as if he was scared. He just wasn't, and it did change. You know, I Carly was once not into Evan. She wasn't scared. Yeah. She just realized, you know, and those are changed those her are mind. The, oh, those are outliers. There's you know, something are, so yes. romantic about the idea of a man having such powerful feelings for you that he's afraid of them. That's much better than being like he finds me repulsive at this moment. To be like. <laughs> He knows that his passion for me will just carry him away if he gives in. So if, so if he lets come. go, he will love me so much he won't be able to control his emotions. Exactly. And, I and that get, is that's so terrifying, terrifying and... that he needs to go away from me. <sighs> that is my burden in life. And that it's I... also a narrative that has been pushed by, you know, movies and TV shows. Like, yeah, sure. And again, yeah. that is why pop culture matters and why the subtle messaging of shows like The Ashley Bachelor and Jared have matter. a true rom-com storybook. I mean, it's oh, truly we know real. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's truly. It, no, fa- it's a and lovely the fact story. that it happened to a couple, two, two, two people like Ashley and Jared. We all know Ashley, but Jared is also equally as. Oh, a, he was like huge love movie. man. He's a huge movie buff. He's, right, that was he's his a super cornball. On Caitlyn's season, is he was like the love superhero. Yeah. That was his intro package. But I, you know, but that's their relationship is incredibly sincere. It's it's really it's fascinating that it's turned out the way it did but. yeah i mean i read the new york times vows column i know that we can go on some crazy journeys to find love oh they would have a great new york times vows column i think they've already had several at this point <laughs> but right, carla, why not our another friend carla did a really cute when they had the like hour long yeah. how yeah. we met youtube video i did not yeah. watch it but me neither but i, I hear it's very did. romantic <laughs> how was it i mean i lived it right yeah. <laughs> you, you know you're, you're, you're intimately aware it was right the kind of thing where i was like oh i'll click on this and 45 minutes later i was like <laughs> did you watch the whole thing i did wow. i'm so ashamed <laughs> that's that, that is on you apparently no, job well done by them because they kept you watching it yes on both counts and of course it's on me that's why i feel great shame i'm like i just Kept going. If I made a forty-five minute you know, video about story, my relationship, would you I will watch say it? their story is compelling. Claire, I would. 
I was. It is but compelling. I lived, your, You're I a lived good your relationship. I am I am sincerely jealous and envious of their relationship. Oh, everyone is. Yeah. I, I mean, obvi- like, who hasn't wanted that one person you were hung up on forever to love you back and then you get engaged and you're really ab- happy together? It's not even about the hung up. I, what I what I am jealous of is just how much they love each other. Yeah, everyone's jealous of yeah, that. Yeah, I and, want that too. You know, we like, all want it. Lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we can't all have it. That's not life. I mean, you can have other things. <laughs> wait, wait. You... I have a wonderful marriage. I'm very happy. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a rom com story. We just uh, dated and really liked each other and kept dating, and nothing exciting happened. Um, okay, so. Shu uh, has been rejected for a second time by Camille, but she's or like a third time. She's not hearing it. Um, And he sits down with Annalise and is like, she doesn't understand what I'm saying. She's like, I'm going to go tell her to stay away from my man. And he's like, thanks. Thanks, babe. Cool. Angelia. So there's a second woman that Angelise has passively threatened. Yes. Nice. She's really going all in. He loves it. Camille's very into it, so therefore Annalise uh, continues to do it. And yeah. so she's like, I'm laying down the law. Yes. I'm really, like, really warming up to Who might Anna be Liz. a witch. <laughs> she's, she's afraid of roller like roller derby and, and dogs. But not of but Shoshana. But not, not Russians. Yeah. Um, she, uh, Annalise asked you to talk, and she was like, do we have to? Annalise is like, yes, we do. Camille's off limits. We're together. You need to back off. You shouldn't have turned down the date with Jordan. You need to not be here. Um, and she was Shut like, boss. it's yeah. not for you to decide whether I get with Jordan. Which is true. True. Um, and, and so Annalise, at this point, I was like, okay, you have the, you know, kind of moral high ground. You're saying what you want. And then all of a sudden she's like, and also um, I heard that you are doing witchcraft and spells to break me and Camille up. And she was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) But we all can agree that we believe that Annalise is the type of person who would believe a rumor that Shoshana is doing witchcraft, right? Started by Camille based only on eye contact. As far as we can tell. Like, how did this get escalated to full on, like, you are doing specific breakup spells? Because, again, we believe that Annalise thinks this is a completely logical explanation. And, of course, this has spread like wildfire because later we see John talking about her being a witch. We see Kevin talking about her being a witch. I just... It's just... Who everywhere. cares? Like, so she's doing a spell to break you up. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> Maybe Annalise. turned on by it's like a yeah. witch. A witch? Yeah, uh, that's kind well, of sounds sexy. fun. Never done that before. <laughs> also, <laughs> they're out there, man. They're they're in the they're in the dating pool. Yeah, I wonder if Annalise has some like deep yeah. fear of like Wiccan practice. Probably. I I really don't understand why she felt the need to bring this up. It's very bizarre. Why like, because why not? Because it makes you look like an insane person to be like, I'm afraid that you are putting spells on me and it will result in my man leaving me. What makes she sounds like a like a way down like comment on like an old article. Annalise sound more insane at describing three different guys that they're the man of her dreams in a week's time or suggesting that witches exist. I think that this is like a cohesive, uh, unbalanced world beat. Worldview, it all hangs together. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, she's already displayed some 
Yes. So, like, her belief in witches is just kind of par for the course. So your question is why would she say that? It's like because she's Annalise. See, I do believe that witches exist because they do. But they (laughs) they do. I mean, there are people who describe themselves as witches and who practice uh, Wicca. However, they can't break they can't break you up by doing a spell. So in that sense, you believe in witches, not witchcraft. Or just perhaps not in the effectiveness of that direct of witchcraft. Not in, like, the Disney sense of a witch or in, like, the Salem sense of a witch, for example. Um, It does seem very on the nose that there is, like, a literal witch hunt during the 2018 season. Also, she reacts to this witch hunt very intensely. She's like, call me anything. Call me a bitch, but don't call me a witch. Really? I think yeah. I'd rather be called I'm a witch. witch. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I know. It's a little dangerous, <laughs> a little, little sexy. Yeah, I'm a dark lord of the crafts. Yeah. You know, like a... <laughs> but we have to note that there is like a very long misogynist history of the label witch being used sure. to demonize yes. independent, sexy, cool women just doing their own thing. But maybe it's a, also potentially a Harry Potter reference. Witches in Harry Potter are good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe it's a compliment. I don't think they meant it as a compliment. I'm going to say that. And then uh, Dickie shows up. I, I sort of didn't think any more people were showing up for some reason. No, I apparently had moved on Dickie and apparently Robbie next week. So, so much to look forward oh, to. <laughs> so everyone is desperate for Shu to please talk to Dickie. Astrid, like, wakes her up from a nap on the beach to be like, a man is here. Maybe <laughs> yeah. you should a be warm body. <laughs> um, and so she sits down with Diggy and is like, I'm not over Camille. I'm not okay. And <laughs> I think you should definitely ask someone else. Um, so Olivia seems like she's not too securely attached to John, so he picks off Olivia. Also, John has gone out with everyone, so I think Olivia is like, I should also explore my options. And yeah. she even says— Are we big that, John, John, Venmo John fans here? Uh, he's he's fine. fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't—, I don't yeah, yeah. It seems interesting. Um, we. I feel like the— he doesn't actually come off that great on TV. Like, he comes off as very, like— uncomfortable on camera and he he's also had some fun moments has dated a um, lot he's of dated women everyone and there hasn't been a whole lot of emotional fallout either way right like, so we haven't been invested in him with anyone and we also haven't felt like just haven't felt anything to be honest i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm partly biased in the statement but the way the shows are aired i think you get a far 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 more accurate reading of who the people actually are. Granted, no one is actually who they are on the show. I mean, you have to hang sure. out with them in person to get a truly represent. But compared to The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, Paradise is a far more accurate representation of these people because they're more willing to show your sense of humor or other mm-hmm. things. They're, they're not, they're, there's less of a playbook and a structure. And so you get a far more accurate reading on how these people are in social situations on Paradise than you do on, you know, yeah, like Leo can look like a good guy because like he just doesn't he floats He's and doesn't get there. a lot of airtime. By the way, says a couple of nice like nice things. And we oh, have to say we have to talk about your. Uh... Excellent. I just saw Nick, our producer, <laughs> shoot a baleful look at Sarah. It's like we have to talk about another thing, but we do briefly. You were such a hero on Twitter during Leo's whole meltdown. Just an excellent back and forth. Hero might be a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it is. is an overstatement. We're just having it's fun here. It's funny because I, I subscribe to the logic that if you're upset about something on the internet, 100% of the time, the best response 
is always no response. Always. Mm. 100%. However, sometimes you're just like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. I know. Because like when I decided to respond, I was like, I'm not going to change this guy's mind. And Certainly not. Um, but it can send a good message to other people. But there are other other ways of of being he's a man. you know it's funny because like for the most part whether I want to hang out with people outside of the show I don't think people are as great or as bad as sometimes they come across in the show generally people are fairly like just normal people with their little idiosyncrasies and whatever and then there's just a few really bad seeds out there and it turns out I think Leo might be one of them yeah to the point of this like I was just so annoyed because you know you hear that he like passively threatened Amanda and her DM and then like calls out Tanner. I was just like, you know what? This guy's a fucking knob. And so I just uh, <laughs> decided to pick a little fight with him. Um, and he took the bait brilliantly. Yeah. He couldn't um, resist. I was oh, yeah. Really, he went after I was you. Really, I really in, was proud of my, uh, my uh, dad t- tweet. Oh, gosh. Which one was that? Oh, that his dad has disappointed him. He, yeah. he you know, was, he just he went off on a series of tweets about, like, I'm the type of guy who would. That was. I couldn't come from a more blue collar family. My parents absolutely <laughs> do not believe in litigation, nor I think they could <laughs> afford it. You know, like, it, and clearly it's, and so he's describing the, clearly the opposite of my family. But this is a guy who cl- talked about not living up to his dad's expectations. And it was just his lack of self awareness in his tweets. He just made it so easy. Yeah, well, he was he just yes. trying to be funny. He just, He's just trying to end school shootings. But what, that, okay, what, let's what, be what clear. is worse, like him being a misogynist douchebag or also then admitting that maybe he's just really bad at comedy? I'd I think the misogyny is worse. It's worse. But I do think that it's telling that he thinks it's okay to be like, when I said all those weirdly sexist, aggressive things and also talked about ending school shootings. It was just comedy. That was a, that was a joke. I'm like, why Why were you joking about ending school shootings? Yeah, then? so which part? Yeah, like, doesn't make any you don't sense. Wanna... I mean, Anyways. none of what he said was funny. So. But I eventually just kind of stopped. I love when he um, screenshotted my IMDP. V- D- v- oh, really? That was amazing. My one, I was gonna respond to that because it was like, well, hey, listen, I've only been doing this for like six months, so no, like, you really, left off. You. I, so, like, you I was like, like one ago. thing I know about Nick is that he's extremely <laughs> defensive about his acting career on IMDb. <laughs> like, he's not gonna be able to. I mean, like, I was like, thanks for sharing my yeah, credits, man. Yeah. Like, wow, oh, thank look you. at that! Look at that resume. Wow. Yeah, oh, it was. Very resist. funny. It really made our week. Um, and you even got in like a nice, you know, plug for gender equality. So we just we we always appreciate it. it all around. When people start talking about forefathers and like <laughs> as if they would like, I could give a shit about my. Like, well, they if, my, if, if I'm making my great 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 grandfather proud by my <laughs> by not what fighting this random man <laughs> on the internet, but it's like literally so bizarre that it seems just that's kind of the logic he subscribes to. Oh, one hundred in terms oh, of like literally like being a a true testament of a man is his ability. And I I'm a huge meat eater, but in no way do I think <laughs> that makes me. Like a, an attra- I just happen just to real really man. enjoy protein to the point that I'm actually concerned about my health, health, health being and wealth. Right. But preaching I mean, to the my, choir here. But he, yeah. I think he takes great easy. pride great. in the fact that he like eats meat off a bone. Like, <laughs> well, is there a bone in the in the ribeye? Because I want that. Because 
<laughs> I think he very much just thinks whatever he does is the right thing and whatever logical contortions he has to go through to justify it, like citing the forefathers or your IMDb page, he'll do it. But um, hopefully we've seen the last of Leo. We might have seen the last of Leo. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I didn't think he had his... I mean, he has more credits than me, but I don't know if his career was really... Oh, I don't mean acting-wise. Uh, I'm not paying attention to his career. But just in just, general. Just in general. Yeah. At Waterworlds. Um, I'd like to see less of Leo. So, uh, we're, sorry, we left off in the middle Still of... Still in the witch hunt. Of the witch hunt. Um, Shu, after being accused of being a witch, starts uh, opening up to Olivia... Olivia's um, like, why don't you give Jordan a chance? And she was like, well, now that Jordan, I have rejected him thoroughly and he has gone on a date with another woman, now is probably the right time to make a play for him. Yeah. Now she's back with Jordan, going for Jordan. And, yeah. and Jordan's a good looking. I like Jordan she a lot. Well-traveled or like But he did ask her man. out and she rejected him and now she's into him. Yeah. For some reason. So she sets up this whole, like, bonfire little date thing for them. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, Jordan has had an excellent date with Cassandra. Yeah. And Who's she's a very attractive young woman. Yeah. Yes. And uh, doesn't seem to bring too much uh, drama drama to the table. Um. And But she was waiting for Jordan to get back now with this bonfire. There's a picture of Camille in it. We're not sure how it got there, but she probably didn't put it in or they would have shown it. Um, so she's telling Joe and Kendall and Chris, like, I'm not even thinking about Camille now. I'm all about Jordan. Um, Everyone seems confused. Yes, including me. John says, for someone who's saying she's not a witch, she's all over the map. Which also doesn't really make sense. You know sense. what they say about witches? They <laughs> ride on broomsticks, they have and, black cats, and they're, and they're all, all over, over the map. map. And they're very consistent people. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can always rely on a witch. Which, so when they're not, it's bizarre. It's just, yeah. So Jordan arrives <laughs> back, and they tell him that she is maybe a witch and also is in love with him now. And uh-huh. Jordan is confused. So then... Shu pulls him aside and she asks, you know, how was your date? And he was like, it was honestly, it was great. I feel like Cassandra and I want the same thing out of this experience, which is just a positive, fun time. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to like talk with her and yeah. hang out with her. And she was like, I was jealous while you, while you were gone. And then she goes silent. <laughs> Until finally he oh, says, Oh, you're jealous. Oh, well, then <laughs> oh, I like you now. Well, here. Um, instead, it's he great says, "Foundation for any relationship." <laughs> I, I think she really wants to be pursued, but also to be the pursuer, and she's finding it logistically difficult to pull off. <laughs> so finally, she says, "He's like, what do you want out of this conversation?" And she says, "I want to know how you feel about me." And he's like, "I'm kind of just into Cassandra now. Like, I feel like you still have baggage with Camille, and I really liked Cassandra." And so she goes to cry. On a palapa, and as you Jordan do. Jordan actually very thoughtfully goes over and comforts her and is kind sure, of like... Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a, he acted in a way that felt very Is this when Shoshana said she doesn't want, know if she'll ever find love? Didn't she? Yeah, like, she yes. just wants love. And he's basically like, look, uh, we've all like been essentially rejected in the real world, gone on a date with someone and hasn't worked out. Like, why is this any different? Kind of, you're there's still a possibility to meet people... There's no, like, you know, don't cry. Um, yeah. He's trying to kind of pep her up, and it doesn't 
And I definitely saw her having this spiral of like, I've fucked up enough that people here don't like me. People don't want me to be here. There's no saving this. And so she just gets more and more in her feelings. And he's just flat out lying to her. He's like, people love having you here. It's great. They love you. You're really tough. That's a good lie, though. Oh, yeah. You have to tell the lie. It's a lovely, comforting lie. I think he handled this very well. Yeah. It's a necessary lie to try to break the cycle of self-loathing. Um, the only, the only, just to play devil's advocate, the yeah. only, it, at some point, Shoshana maybe needs to face the truth mm-hmm. in that sometimes her actions will rub people the wrong way. Yeah. And so. I mean, ho- hopefully what would happen is that she is able to have some sort of sense of self-acceptance and uh, security that she can handle that in a way that allows her to improve herself. But instead, she is spiraling spiraling out, as we sort of saw with Eric earlier. Um, Olivia and Diggy have a nice date. Uh, They make out a bunch. Um, That's all we really see. He (laughs) takes his glasses off. He puts them back on. Yeah. And I think the last thing we have to talk about is that Chris and Crystal get their first date. And That's their uh, first date? Yeah, no one really goes on dates if they're in the house from the beginning. Again, the, the dates in no way advance the relationships like they do in Bachelor World because you can right. they've hang just out been with hanging it. out. Right. I think they're just bored and excited to get leave. out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Which is fair. Totally. Yeah. Chris is really mellowed out. Yeah. Crystal has had a, a nice soothing effect on him. I mean, listen, I mean, I, you know, Chris and and Jordan and I guess a lot of people there are a great example of how people people can be drastically different when they feel Secure versus insecure about yes, any situation. I think and you're very right about so that. A little bit I know about Chris is that he's probably a pretty decent guy who probably too much wants to be considered as a great guy, who is a bit emotionally uh, insecure and really poorly handles, you know, disappointment. But when he's getting his way, yeah, yeah, he handles fine. getting yes. his way much better. <laughs> as we, you know, a lot of people do, and um, I love them together also because they are both. So that person who acts differently, like drastically differently around a romantic interest than around other people. So when they're together, it is incredible. it's just him posturing and being like, I'm looking right at what I need, baby. And her being like, oh, my God, it's so good to be The breathy here. voice is fully back. It has returned. So weird. It, watching them is is astonishing to me. They're both bringing so many moves to the table. <laughs> And, uh, and they're working on each other. Yeah. And they say... Uh, they're in love. They're in love. They're in love. And That's then they awesome. dance in the water, in shallow water, to a private concert. By Ben Rector. I looked it up. People <laughs> of like course. Him. How could you not know Ben Rector, the very famous musician do, that we all know They need to love. put up a little line so I know who it is without... Do we believe it. that... Do you guys believe in any of these relationships? Like... I mean, I, not to go back to the yeah. Jaden Tanner, Carly and Evan, but do you believe there's a potential Jaden Tanner or Carly and Evan or Jared and Ashley in this bunch? Look, I think there are there is plenty of potential for these people to date, and then no, no, if I mean, that works out in real life, to no, move towards. Do you believe yeah. that? Just I mean, I'm not going to hold you to you it. Mean, but do do you mean do I think, think that it that they'll end up? Like that, it's yeah. likely they'll end up. I'm not saying. Married. I mean, I'm sure one, some of the, some or one, a few of these couples will like leave the show together, and after we get the update of where are they now, still might be together. I don't. I don't. I'm sure. Sh- I would guess there's I at least guess, one. But I would guess there's some engagements. Do from you what believe I hear. that any of these have a real shot? 
like Jaden Tanner or Carly Nevin? I'd say I'm skeptical. <laughs> okay. Uh, but of course, yeah. you know, people agree. can always surprise you. I but I, I am I am skeptical about if we're talking, will these people be together a year out? I'm skeptical. Well, you look at some of the, like, Jade and Tanner, for example. They were, mm-hmm. like, kind of in it from the beginning. Carly and Evans was a little bit That was different. Different. Um, I also more think... More in line with kind of what you see here, but there was, there was, there was a sincerity about Carly's turn. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I was there, so maybe I saw a different point of view. No, I felt it as well, um, even, but, you know, on as a viewer. But, like, again, Jordan seems really like Jenna. I just, I don't trust Jenna's... Emotions. Not I feel I'm... like I also Chris... I look at Evan and Carly and I see two people who are super ready to settle down and also already lived in the same already place. lived in the same like, place. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. And I do look at Jordan and Jenna and I'm like I think they really make sense together, but I don't have that same sense of certainty about their circumstances lining right. up. And those are the things that then contribute to trouble once you are out yeah. of that bachelor bubble. Or yes. like Astrid Real and Kevin are, I think, really happy together and good at communicating, and that's really important. But there's, I, I, they'd be a two-country couple. Astrid and Kevin actually, seem the most like— I was going to say they're the couple that I would yeah. buy the most being able to get through because yeah, they I both would, are I think of them, a little older. They, but I think they are going to have a distance to reckon with. If I had to bet on if any couple right now, I would bet I on would, Kevin I Astrid. would bet on them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think that they won't make the mistake of hastily getting engaged. Uh, Kevin's obviously been through that. And um, I think that— Astrid's a pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. Astrid seems pretty pragmatic. They alluded to the fact that they had already had a conversation about if they date for a year that Astrid would be open to moving to Toronto. So that's like— Yeah, that's, Toronto's a great yeah. city. Yeah. You know, that's um, something. That makes sense. Okay, I, I, okay. Yeah, I was curious. I don't know. Yeah. For I think we're yeah, all I in agreement. The front runners. I think, I think we're all in agreement. We all on this. can agree that probably Joe I want to believe that Jordan and Jenna. I mean, the couple I'm rooting for the most is Jordan. I'm um, into them. Yeah. I want to see them. Jordan and Jenna babies. I want to. I want. That's that's an they, Instagram be, follow. They oh, yeah. will or will not be named Tucker and have a man bun and be in the mathletes. That classic type, just a guy named Tucker I, who has a man a, bun and is in the mathletes. That's a family Instagram I would follow. Me too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Sure. It would be some great captions. Um, and yeah. let's see, who any any other relationships? I think Joe and feelings? Kendall are headed for Splitsville. Except that Joe is going oh, to I be on Dancing about, with the Stars. I forgot about Joe and Kendall. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Joe will be moving to L.A., and that's where Kendall lives. That's good. I jo- think they'll be together for some months. I don't yeah. know if I see them like. I think married. they really like I've each other, them, but— I've met them both. I, I know Kendall more than I know Joe. Kendall's a fascinating person. She's level-headed, intelligent, and smart. And the brief time I met Joe, really stand-up, nice guy. So they're two, like, nice people, you know? Yes. Yeah. I am a fan of both of them individually and think they're very like, cute as a couple. I feel like there's I'm just a little incompatibility there yes. that I think is going to come out eventually. I agree. But we'll see. I'm excited for the big finale next week and for my three months off after that. Same. Nick, thank you so much for being here. Great to see you, ladies. Oh, so nice to have you here. We are cutting Feminism Fails for time this week because we had so much to get through. But just a reminder that witch is a gendered insult with a long misogynist history. So bear that in mind. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Nick Vile, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. 
Do you love Here to Make Friends? Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to subscribe and give us a rating so that you definitely won't miss our Colton season. Five stars. Five stars. Five star rating, please. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so please follow us there. And you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. Or you can send us an email at friends at HuffPost.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for the Paradise Finale. Hey, this is Nick Offenberg. I produce Here to Make Friends with Sarah Patterson, our associate producer. Before you go, we want to share a story from HuffPost Personal. It's something special, so stick around. Crazy Rich Asians has grossed over $80 million since opening in theaters on August 15th, and is the first studio film with a majority Asian cast since 1993's The Joy Luck Club. In a conversation with deputy editor Emily McCombs, Writer Louise Hung reflects on the importance of the film and discusses her essay titled, In All 36 Years of My Life, I've Never Felt As Seen As I Did Watching Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I just feel like it's been a long while in the making since I first heard that they were going to make this movie from the books. And that was really exciting. But even before that, it was like, when are we going to have another movie where... I feel represented and my stories are represented and, you know, I get to see Asian people who are dimensional. Shocking. Have you heard about other people having similar feelings about the movie in your community? Yeah. I mean, I basically feel like there's been this overwhelming excitement of they made this movie for us. It's for everybody and we want it to be for everybody. That's really important. But like there's this feeling of like, finally, finally, we have this movie and we'll see where this goes. So let's talk about the essay. What was kind of the idea behind what you wrote? I guess it was just to communicate that our stories are actually a part of the American experience. And I do think that a lot of Asian Americans and Asian people have been aggressively ignored, that our stories aren't part of the fabric of our communities. And I just wanted to convey that, like, yeah, you know what? We're Americans or, you know, wherever you may be in the world. And our stories matter just as much. And our Asianness influences, you know, the way we interact as part of our Americanness. When you can count on one hand how many times you've witnessed yourself, your experience, your culture reflected back to you with any level of realness, it becomes highly personal. If movies and television are supposed to cast an eye on the interesting stories of people who live in our communities, when nobody tells your stories, you start to question if you belong. Overexposure is no doubt boring, even painful, but feeling unseen, aggressively ignored, is also deeply troubling. I live in this world, so isn't my story valid? In my 36 years, I don't know if I've ever felt so seen as I did while watching Crazy Rich Asians. I felt like this was a movie made for me. I haven't felt that way since I saw The Joy Luck Club 25 years ago. You write about being a fan of The Joy Luck Club. What impact did that film have on you and how was it different than the reaction Crazy Rich Asians provoked? 
God. I remember when Joy Luck Club came out. I mean, I feel like there every Asian American person has a, I remember when Joy Luck Club came out story. But I remember seeing it with like my entire family and extended family. And everyone was crying. And my young cousins and I were all like, oh, my God, that's that's our mom. That's grandma. That's can you believe like, oh, yeah. And we'd like recite the lines back to each other. And like to this day, we still like like we'll be talking to each other on the phone or something and we'll be like, we are your aunties. And it just like resonated with us and really made us feel for our parents and our grandparents experience as immigrants. Crazy Rich Asians Though I fully did like cry during the movie, but for different reasons, it was just so exciting. And like, I felt so like so much Asian pride. Like, yeah, that's what we're like. You want to be like us, don't you? <laughs> but what I found really thrilling about Crazy Rich Asians was that the characters were depicted as real people. Real people within the world of a lavish romantic comedy, of course. However, there wasn't a dragon lady, impotent nerd, or mystical Asian in sight. There was also no Scarlet or Emma or Tilda or Matt. And it has to be said that it is refreshing to finally see a whole cast of Asian men portrayed as desirable, confident, and charming. And so, so sexy. The characters of Crazy Rich Asians were attractive and funny and neurotic and nasty and rebellious and intimidating and desperate and intelligent. Sure, they inhabited a frenetic romantic comedy world that was all color, luxury and bold strokes. But nonetheless, the characters managed to elevate that world a bit with a sense of relatable humanity. To be clear... I got to see a whole movie full of people who look like me being human beings. Think about that. Louise, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. HuffPost Personal features essays and interviews exploring the experiences and lives of everyday individuals. To read Louise's essay and more, visit HuffPostPersonal at HuffPost.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. 
Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.